We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com. You're home for everything Lakers. We're going to do an ideal offseason. That's right. Another edition of the ideal offseason where we take a simple concept that the Lakers are constructing a team around and then we build it out and we see what it would look like if the Lakers go that route. So we've already done in previous episodes, we've done what if the Lakers were willing to trade everything, future draft picks, cap space, whatever it takes in order to win right now. What, are, what might that roster look like? What would it look like if the Lakers decided, you know what, that's it. We're not trading Russell Westbrook. We're keeping him. I built out that roster last time. Today, what I'm going to do is, what if the Lakers spent their taxpayer mid-level exception, which is the most money that they've got to spend in free agency, on a center? Then what does the roster build look like? And I think this is really important because the market is so thin at the wing. And let me tell you, just a peek behind the curtain, I went into this roster build. And by the way, I, I love I love doing this. I love putting the pieces of the puzzle together. But I went into this thinking I was going to keep Russell Westbrook on the roster. I was not going to trade him since that's kind of how it feels the wind is going to blow here. But I did not. I wound up trading him because I found it so impossible to put together a team that would actually work and could function because the free agent market, particularly on the wings, is so so thin. If I commit to, to paying a center that $6 million that the Lakers have to pay, I didn't have that money to spend on the wings, and the Lakers just invariably wound up so thin there. No matter what I tried, I couldn't see anything that was grounded in reality that would really work. And by the way, I should mention that too. The way I approach this is I try to look at each roster build as though it's something that could really happen, and I try to keep that in mind whenever I'm making any of these decisions. Would other teams actually go for what the Lakers are offering here, whether it's via trade, is it is it a free agent? Would they actually be willing to accept what the Lakers can offer, the role the Lakers can offer? Now, I do nudge things in the Lakers' direction, right? Because this is the ideal offseason. So if things break right for the Lakers, what would it look like without getting crazy, without getting into 2K or anything like that? So that's the lens that I do this through, that I look at this through, is what if, Things break right for the Lakers, and they're building around this specific concept. Again, today, it is what if they spend their taxpayer mid-level exception 
on a center. And spoiler alert, the center that I'm going to spend that money on, it's Mo Bamba. And I really want to see what all of this looks like. And it also pushed me into a Russell Westbrook trade because there just wasn't a great way to actually create a competitive roster otherwise. And you'll see what I'm talking about as I get into this roster build. Before I kick things off, though, quick reminder, do subscribe right here to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Ring the notification bell as well. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, make sure you do subscribe, of course. And then over on Apple Podcasts, give us that five-star rating and review. So appreciative of all the love we've been getting over on Apple Podcasts. All right, let's dive into this. Let's see how the Lakers roster turns out if they are building around a center with their taxpayer mid-level. So to kick things off here, what do the Lakers have right now? Again, don't pay too much attention in terms of where players are slotted, what position they're in. That can very well change. But as of this moment, I'm looking at the Lakers roster as Russell Westbrook, Austin Reeves, Kendrick Nunn, Taylor Horton Tucker, LeBron James, Stanley Johnson, Anthony Davis, Wenyan Gabriel. Those are the players that we've got to work around. That's the skeleton that we're going to be now adding to. Okay, so that is our starting point. Now, in the draft, in previous builds, I've had some where they haven't gotten a second round pick. I've had some where I had one where they did go out and get a second round pick. And this one, yes, they're going to go get a second round pick. They're going to take that four-ish million dollars that they've got to spend. They're going to buy a second round pick and they will land a player with that. Last time around, I said they were going to go get Trevion Williams. I'm just going to leave it blank at this point because there's so many different players that they could turn to in the second round that even projecting somebody would be really, really difficult. So I'm just going to say they buy a second round pick. And from there, we're just going to do what we should do on draft night. And that is trust the Lakers front office. Why? Because even though last offseason was a mess in terms of the moves that they made, right? Russell Westbrook and that trade and all the pieces they brought in and it, nothing seemed to work out. But the one thing that consistently for years now, the Lakers have done is find talent late in the draft. They've built that equity. They've built up that trust. So whatever they do, they buy a second round pick. I'm going to trust that they're going to make the correct decision. Again, I'm not going to predict who exactly that's going to be in this roster build. All right. First and foremost, I did say that we needed to make a Russell Westbrook trade because I couldn't see a way around trading Russell Westbrook and still filling out a competitive roster. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do the Hornets trade. And the reason why I went with the Hornets trade and why I specifically went with the Gordon Hayward version is that the Hornets are already kind of putting out there, Eric Pincus mentioned this the other day on Bleacher Report, that they might just hang on to Gordon Hayward, particularly with new head coach Kenny Atkinson coming in. Whoops. Kenny Atkinson no longer going to be their head coach. So a little bit of turmoil there. In Charlotte, he decided to turn down the job after all. Does that change Gordon Hayward's status? It, honestly, it doesn't matter that much from my point here because the Hornets kind of putting out there or kind of getting out there that the Hornets were more than willing to hang on to Gordon Hayward. Well, that's, that's kind of what you put out there when you are talking about a player in active trade discussions, right? Because what you want out there if you want to negotiate through the media is that you're totally fine hanging on to a guy. No, no, no. We don't have to trade this guy. We're definitely going to hang on to him. So putting that kind of together with where the Lakers are at, and they've been saying a lot of the same things about Russell Westbrook, despite how poorly last season went. Now, it could be the Lakers are indeed stuck with Russ, and they just can't find a trade that makes sense. Uh, we've heard the Bradley Beal rumors that maybe the Lakers are just going to hang on to Russ, and they're going to try to flip his expiring contract plus future picks to go get another star or something like that if, if something crazy falls in their lap. But 
I think there's some smoke here. I don't, I'm not saying this is the deal that's going to get done, but here's what I'm doing in this mock. We know the Hornets need future cap space. Russell Westbrook is a $47 million get out of jail free card in terms of future cap space. You can free up a lot. So it's going to be Russell Westbrook for Gordon Hayward and Kelly Oubre Jr., which is the rumored deal that the, the uh, Hornets are taking on a little bit of extra salary this year. But next year, the Lakers are absorbing about $30 million off of the Hornets books in the form of Gordon Hayward. So with that being the case, if it is a future first, again, we're going to nudge things in the Lakers direction here. I'm going to try to get it to be a future pick swap. That's what I'm going to go with. That's what I'm going to try to sell the Hornets on. I don't even feel comfortable parting with a future first, given that you're going to be saving the Hornets that much money. Um, and the Hornets are rumored to be a team that actually want Russell Westbrook in order to play him, not just for the expiring contract. So again, there's another version of this trade that has Terry Rozier in it, Kelly Oubre Jr., maybe Mason Plumley. But in this version, we are going to go Gordon Hayward, Kelly Oubre Jr., Russell Westbrook, and a future pick swap. This gives the Lakers a couple of wings, which allows me to fill out a much better roster while spending that money on the big in the middle. I think in general, my general concept around roster building in the NBA is that if you're going to be weak somewhere, you don't want it to be in the middle and you don't want it to be on the wings. You can handle being weaker at the point guard position in today's NBA. Might not have been true in years past, but in today's NBA, I think you can get away with it more than in years past. And again, particularly on a team that already has LeBron James, Taylor Horton Tucker, Austin Reeves. You've got some of these wing players that can act like de facto point guards when they need to. I mean, LeBron can have the ball in his hands whenever you want, right? So that's the way that we're going to approach this. And we can't forget the Lakers still have Kendrick Nunn as well. And if he's healthy, he could certainly slot in to that starting lineup. All right, let's move on. So from there, uh, very simple decisions that the Lakers have to make in terms of their own uh, free agents, their own guys who they have team options on or non-guaranteed. Wenyan Gabriel, Austin Reeves, Stanley Johnson, all three of them staying, no question. Very, very simple decision. It's a no-brainer. You keep all three of them. Let's move on. I don't need to talk about that too much. All right. As I said, Mo Bamba, this is who I'm going to spend on. Now, again, in previous versions of this, we've taken that taxpayer mid-level exception, and we've spent on Otto Porter Jr. We've spent on TJ Warren. We've spent on wings, and I do think that's the greatest need for the Lakers. However... Let's think about new head coach Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham is going to bring that four-out, one-in offense from the Milwaukee Bucks. We also know Chris Gent, who is now the lead assistant, is familiar with running this system as well. So think about the Bucks' offense right now. Think about the way they run it. Usually the four-out are going to be guys like Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, Pat Connaughton might be out there. Maybe Wesley Matthews uh, could be Grayson Allen, right? Those are the four guys that are out. One of those guys is a true big Brooke Lopez. And we're not Brooke Lopez. It was Bobby Portis Jr. So one of those guys is going to be out. Who's the one in? It's Giannis. Who did Coach Ham compare to Giannis in his opening presser? It wasn't LeBron. Not so much. Anthony Davis. I think Anthony Davis is going to be the one. And as much as we look at the four out one in offense and we say, well, AD could be the five there. He could be that five that's facing the floor for you. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think AD is going to be in the Giannis role. And if that's the case, then it becomes really important that the Lakers find a big who can shoot the three. You've got to have that on the offensive end of the floor. And so Mo Bamba, I think, is the best option that's out there. And he's not even officially out there right now. What has to happen if the, is the Orlando Magic need to renounce his rights? Jake Fisher, Bleacher Report, a few weeks ago, had word that he thinks that's the way this is going to go. Keith Smith, uh, who hosts the front office show with me, also concurred that he thinks the Magic ultimately will renounce the rights to Mo Bamba. So if I'm the Lakers, I'm offering Mo Bamba Everything I can, which is that taxpayer mid-level. If he wants a four-year deal, there you go. Take it. If he wants a one-plus-one with the player option, there you go. You can have that. Uh, get him what, whatever he needs to get there. Again, all you've got is that taxpayer mid-level. That's the best that you've got to offer. That's all you can spend. But he can shoot the three. He can protect the rim. He's got a ridiculous wingspan. And he's young. And he's young. So he can fit long-term next to Anthony Davis, even when we talk about the post-LeBron era, potentially he could be your center of the future long-term, and he brings that three-point shooting ability to space the floor and allow Anthony Davis to be in that Giannis role. So again, for this roster build, we're going with Mo Bamba. Some other options, if you really need a three-point shooter, Jalen Smith is out there. Are you, are you doing the full taxpayer for him? Probably not, but another option that's out there. Should the Lakers agree that they ultimately need a three-point shooting big in order to make Coach Ham's offense work. In this one, though, again, best-case scenario, I think he's the best player that's potentially going to be out there in terms of the middle, and it's going to be Mo Bamba joining the Lakers. L.A. Bamba, bring it. All right, from there, we've got veteran minimum contracts to fill out everything the rest of the way. So, we need another point guard. Westbrook's on the way out. Kendrick Nunn didn't play at all last season, so how much can we trust that he's really going to be the guy to run the point full-time? Austin Reeves can do it in a pinch. THT can do it in a pinch, but how much do you want to count on those guys to be the full-time point guard right now? No, I think you need to bring, even on a team with LeBron James, you need another ball handler, so we're going to go with Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers, look, the Lakers didn't get Doc Rivers. They're going to go get Austin Rivers. Veteran. Probably you can get him for the veteran minimum, has the ability to score the basketball. Again, he's a guy where if you bring him off the bench, if you have to start him in a pinch, he's going to be okay with that. And that's really what you want for this position because let's face it, the ball is going to be in the hands of LeBron James quite a bit. So Austin Rivers, one of my first targets with that veteran minimum. From there, we're going to talk to Daniel House. 
And look, wing players are incredibly important. We're already filling in some wing spots with Kelly Oubre Jr. And of course, Gordon Hayward. But I want as much depth. I'm of the belief that you can't have too many wings in the current NBA. So Daniel House, a guy who can shoot the three a little bit, can defend a little bit. And he's one of the few wings that you can probably still get with a veteran minimum. Not saying he's going to be a high minutes guy, but in terms of skill set, in terms of body type, he's probably what you need out there. So Daniel House is going to be added to the Lakers wing depth in this roster build. From there, we're going to go to Josh Jackson. I actually turned to him in my first roster build where the Lakers were going all in just as a guy that you take a flyer on. Again, I can't stress enough how thin this free agent class is on the wing. And so you're going to have to get creative with this. Josh Jackson has not shot well enough from behind the arc of the course of his career, but he's got the, the requisite size at 6'8". He's got some interesting things that he can do in terms of handling the basketball and his passing and, and all of that just has not clicked. He's bounced around the league quite a bit now, spent the end of last season in Sacramento. The Lakers take a flyer on him here as well. They need more on the wings. Josh Jackson, frankly, in terms of a veteran minimum, you're probably not going to find better than that out there right now. From there, we do need a backup big, and I'm going to turn to Gorgie Jang. Now, he's a veteran, but the reason why I'm turning to him, even though he's over 30, I've tried to stick with the younger guys whenever possible. Obviously, a trade for Gordon Hayward, not quite the case there, but I've tried to stick with the younger guys. But here's the thing. You look at the box and the way that they've run their offense, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis. They're big, they're backup big, whichever order you want to put those two in, both of them have three-point shooting capabilities, and I think that's going to be important. So what big can you get out there on the market that can shoot the three, that can be the backup for you, that can be that steady presence? I'm turning to Gorgie Jang. Another option might be Thomas Bryant. I used him in a previous roster build, though. So in this one, we're going with Gorgie Jang backing up Mo Bamba and providing a little bit of three-point shooting. And let's face it, there are going to be times where Anthony Davis plays the five, where he's the center, he's asked to do some other things out there on the floor. He is the big. He can still be the one in and just be surrounded by smaller players. But in this roster build, we're focusing a little bit more on trying to push Anthony Davis to the four as much as possible to create a lineup that's big but still has the kind of floor spacing that you need. So Gorgie Jang's three-point shooting ability will be necessary in this roster. And the fact that he was with Atlanta, which is where Chris Gent just came from, I'm giving him a little bit of extra credit there, a little bonus point for having that familiarity with the Lakers' new lead assistant. All right, so what does this roster look like? Now that we've we've gone through free agency, we've gone through a trade, we figured out what the Lakers are going to do with each one of their options on certain guys. Here's what we've got. At the point guard position, we've got none. I slotted THT in there because so many people complained when I put Austin Reeves up there. I'll try this way. THT up there. I don't think it really matters all that much. They're, either one of these guys can be a secondary initiator for you. Austin Rivers. That's what you've got to the point guard position. Again, in this roster build, I don't mind being thin at, at point guard. I don't mind not having a top tier point guard because I've got LeBron James on the team and I know the ball is going to be in his hands more often than not. At shooting guard, I've got Kelly Oubre Jr. and then Austin Reeves. Again, if you look at that and you look at the guard grouping, if we forget about point guard, shooting guard, you look at the guard grouping, four of the five players there can act as primary initiators in a pinch. And I think that's going to be something that'll be important. Kelly Oubre Jr., of course, we know can score the ball. Might have some question marks on that. Why is Oubre starting instead of Hayward? It's an age thing in terms of being a two. I think you're going to have to be able to defend some quicker players. Hayward, I look at as more of a three slash maybe a small ball four. 
That tends to be what happens when players get older. They slide up a position or two sometimes. So that's what I'm doing with Gordon Hayward and why I've got Kelly Oubre Jr. in the starting lineup here. But again, I still, even though he's not starting, I would expect Gordon Hayward to get plenty of minutes, particularly to close out games. Lakers would go small, AD at the five, and you would have Hayward on the floor. Small forward. I've got LeBron James smart starting there, and then Gordon Hayward, Stanley Johnson, Daniel House, obviously trying to get as much wing depth as I possibly can. We're going to try to keep a very switchy defense here for Coach Darvin Ham. Power forward, we've got Anthony Davis, Wenyan Gabriel, and Josh Jackson. Now, one thing that I would have loved to have changed is to have found a younger version of like a Markeith Morris type player, a guy who's physical, big, and can float between the four or the five. Wenyan Gabriel, maybe someday that will be him if the three-point shot really starts to come around, but we're certainly not there just yet, at least not from what we've seen. I think that's something that this team is lacking, and if there was something like that out there that I felt the Lakers could get with the veteran minimum, I would have taken that over Josh Jackson. I feel like that's something that this roster build is lacking, but not there, and in this situation, you've got Davis, Gabriel, and Josh Jackson at the power forward spot, but also keep in mind, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Very easy, very easy for this group to go, quote-unquote, small. LeBron can easily be a power forward in a, in a pinch. Gordon Hayward, you could play small ball power forward with him. Stanley Johnson, we saw him playing power forward last season as well. All of these guys can slide down a position, and I think that kind of versatility is going to be important. And then at center, you've got Mo Bamba slotting in as your starter, and then uh, you've got Jang, Gorgie Jang, as the backup to provide that consistency from behind the three-point line. I'm not expecting Jane to get a ton of minutes there. I think we'll see still plenty of Anthony Davis at the five, even if he's playing the majority of his minutes at four. And remember, we saw it last season. It can even work to have LeBron at the five. Just don't know if it's something that you want to do all the time. But there it is. There's my lineup. Now, you notice there is one spot open. Remember, we're going to draft somebody in the second round. We're buying a second-round pick. I didn't identify exactly who that player would be. That player could get slotted in there. Also possible the Lakers want to go into the season with an open roster spot. So it makes it a little bit easier for them to facilitate trades where they take back an extra player and to give them that extra flexibility to go play with on the waiver market. So makes some sense here. They've done this in the past in terms of leaving one spot, only filling 14 roster spots. Wouldn't surprise me if they go that route again this season. But Lakers Nation. Give me your thoughts in the comments down below. What do you think about the way this roster turned out with the Lakers, first and foremost, going the Hornets route with the trade? Last time I traded Russell Westbrook, I went the Pacers route. So what do you think about this roster build? A little bit more wing heavy when you're able to do that trade with the Charlotte Hornets and then focusing on spending the majority of your free agent money on a big who's got three-point shooting ability in Mo Bamba. Let me know what you think about the way this turned out. Fire it off in the comments section. Don't forget, subscribe right here to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. And if you're over on Apple Podcasts, make sure you leave us that five-star rating and then toss us a review. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.